Hello everyone. How are you today? So this is the fifth episode of Aaron Talks. I am Mihai from Trust Taking, and in this episode we'll cover the security and the IoT industry. So we are trying to explain how the blockchain could be a link between these two. Uh, right now we think this is a missing part. Uh, before starting uh, the discussion, I want to talk a bit about Elon Talks. Elon Talks is a open, uh, it's an open uh, community uh, live stream. We are inviting every week a new partner and streaming it on uh, their channel. And we are trying to educate our communities about what's Elrond, uh, what's uh, trying to solve, and all the tech part from the blockchain industry and also outside the blockchain industry. Uh, as blockchain should be adopted by real people and uh, companies outside of the crypto space. So today I have the pleasure to discuss about the security topic with uh, Marius from MG Staking. His background is uh, in security industry and he could uh, help us to understand a bit better how the security is a good mix with blockchain and how we can uh, use these two together uh, with IoT. So let me invite Marius uh, to introduce himself and tell us a bit about his background, about MG staking, and how uh, uh, how he see this industry. So Marius, please. Hello everyone. I hope you can hear me. Um, so I'm Marius. Um, I'm the founder of the MG staking, and I'm very happy to be here today with with Mihai from uh, Trust Staking. Uh, my pleasure, Mihai, and thank you for the invitation. Uh, so basically, uh, at my root, I'm a software engineer uh, with uh, with background in security, as as Mihai said, uh, working uh, for almost uh, 11 years on the embedded side. I finished uh, my university studies here in Bucharest in 2010. Just after that, after two years, I uh, made a security master thesis uh, with with uh, different different thesis there. Uh, and uh, starting with 2010, I worked for NXP Freescale at that time on on different uh, different embedded areas. Um, that's about let's say my my background. Uh, right now, I'm working mostly with different different chips and architectures here at NXP, mostly on IDTMX side and with the different uh, crypto accelerators, covering also uh, stuff like Secure Element for uh, for Ledger and uh, different uh, coprocessors. Uh, my first interaction with uh, with blockchain and uh, this kind of uh, let's say technology. Uh, started initially during my master in 2012, when my uh, my teacher uh, told us about Bitcoin and uh, blockchain. Um, we studied a bit about it, uh, but let's say was not very catchy to be honest at that, uh, that very point. Was mostly like, hey, okay, another uh, another like uh, uh, money. Uh, uh, money bits or something like that, and was not very interested to us. Um, and after that was basically uh, a break for me. Um, and uh, last year in in June, I use, um, following a, a very popular podcast here in Bucharest, I uh, I heard about the Elon project. And uh, yeah, to be honest with you guys, uh, for me it was very catchy. The first interview I saw with with Benjamin Minko, 
and uh, I said, okay, let's uh, let's try to understand more. Let's try to study the white paper to know the team, uh, to see to see more and more what's happening there. And uh, uh, this was basically my first my first interaction with with uh, Elrond. Uh, I stayed uh, more or less a couple of hours, good hours on on their Telegram groups in the first months. Um, after that, uh, maybe you know most of the you from the Romanian let's say communities. Uh, I I became a, an admin on most of the Telegram groups for for Elrond. And a couple of months ago, uh, I think uh, first in March or in February. This year, I also I had uh, the big uh, the big pleasure to to meet the team in in Sibiu. Um, was a very interesting uh, meeting there, and uh, was really really fascinating to to meet the guys. Um, and I think uh, uh, after uh, after uh, uh, more discussions with the guys, knowing the validators and uh, being appropriate with also with the validators team. I tried to understand more and more the technology, and uh, I said, "Hey, why not? Let's maybe start uh, to become a validator." And uh, yeah, that was basically my my starting with uh, with the validating part, let's say. So I I'm not part of the let's say validator communities from the beginning. I was pretty late in in the game, uh, but I tried to be a quick learner and uh, yeah, to to learn more and more about. Uh, uh, the Elrond blockchain, the deep, the deep inside, and uh, about the technology and how to become a good validator. And just after that, just very close to phase three, I started with the idea: hey, maybe it's okay to to have also um, a staking provider company uh, for for Elrond. I discussed with some uh, some good friends and colleagues from the Elrond community admins. And uh, I said, okay, let's try to be uh, together in in Tizan. And uh, I started to 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 build around MG Staking. That's perfect, Maris. That's a great introduction and about your background and uh, about about how you started uh, with Elrond. And we know that you are very active on all groups over the place, everywhere you are there. Uh, also, your colleagues from MG Staking. Uh, so yeah. Glad to have you with Elrond. So, cool. Um, let's start our chat about security and IoT. I know that you are working uh, for your company in this industry. And I want to start talking about Ledger. We know that Ledger is the most important part uh, for a crypto user. So it's the mm-hmm. most secure way to store your money, your tokens, yeah. even if it's Bitcoin, eGold, Ethereum, and something else. Uh, Ledger is the device you really need to have. Can you explain a bit why? What's the secure element of the Ledger? How is this working? Mm-hmm. And after that, if it's too techy for our uh, viewers, we will try to give real examples comparing JSON wallet with a Ledger. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure. yeah, please. Yeah, that's a great uh, question, Mihai. Uh, sure. So as you maybe already know from our community guys, we will always mention about Ledger and we will suggest you to keep your private keys into the Ledger. So every every wallet, uh, here specifically for the Elrond wallet, you know you have that uh, the pair keys, a public key and a private key. Uh, the public key, as the name is, uh, is public. You can share it and, and it's basically the, the, the wallet name. 
it's the that one with uh, ERD one and so on. And the private one is basically the most important key. You need to to keep it very securely, very privately, because with that key you need to sign transactions, uh, let's say code, data, uh, and text information if you want. Uh, okay, that private key uh, it's very very important, and. Uh, I also, as always said, um, security without a, a bit more or less harder security is not so reliable. So that's why you need to have uh, like a coprocessor or a secure memory or something, let's say very reliable in terms of security, unbreakable, uh, which only on the harder side can be can be reached. Um, if you want. Ledger is basically like an USB stick, um, a very small memory or a very small device. Uh, but the key part, uh, the, the key, the, the key or the magic, the magic of the of the security inside of it, is that secure element, which can be seen like a coprocessor. Okay, it's like a very very small chip uh, with a dedicated secure memory, which can keep inside in a very reliable and in a very secure way your private key. That private key is used only internally in that secure memory. It's never exposed outside of the bus. Uh, it's never exposed uh, no matter what is happening with that uh, secure element of that uh, uh, ledger. And all your transactions are signed and are encrypted or decrypted inside of that secure element. So if you want, it's like a encapsulated device with some special secure functions which are never never exposed outside of the of the chip so uh, on the bus you you see only encrypted bits encrypted data uh, and uh, it's basically impossible to to recover the private key in plain text key only from that those data or those bits this is on the sorry I think yeah. I, I think I was on mute. Let me start. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I can. I was here. I was on the live. Uh, so yeah, oh, okay. we started to talk, guys, about the ledger and how this is a real, uh, uh, real deal for the crypto community. So comparing ledger with a JSON uh, is very important because a ledger is not able to to be break from an external source like a hacker or maybe a a bad website right so why i think json is not that good is because in this world we have malwares on uh, windows or mac and also uh, bad websites and hackers which are cloning the elrond website and different uh, wallets right uh, 
Yeah. yeah. So if you store your JSON file on the desktop and you don't know that you have a malware, someone could steal it from you, right? And yeah, if they also have a keylogger, which is tracking your keys, uh, they will get your password easily, right? So basically, yeah, and the, at that point, they access your wallet, right? That's how it yeah. works. How is yeah, Ledger so, protecting this? Yeah, right? so basically, uh, as you said, Mihai, uh, what is the JSON file basically is your private key encrypted with a key derivated from the password. So if a hacker knows only the JSON or only the password, you are still safe. But as you mentioned above, if you if you're losing both, in, in the hacker hands, uh, you are compromised in, in that moment. Even they have just uh, a file, they could try to break the password with brute force. Yeah, to, right, to brute force if your password is very weak. Yeah, so if Indeed. your password is less than 12 characters, in, in less than a year, they can break it without uh, sure. getting it. So why you need the ledger? Because when you upload, uh, when you connect your ledger to the Elrond wallet, for example, and you try to, si- to, to sign something, the transaction is not signed uh, directly. You first receive the transaction in your device, so it's Correct. externally, it's offline, uh, right? You can, and all the magic. Yeah, it's and all, all the, the magic. magic of the secure element you describe. It's happening there just after you confirm that, right? So you have time to read. You have time to confirm that you sent that amount of money to that wallet with this fee and with that data. And once you are sure, you press confirm. The secure element it's asking internally for the private key and signing the transaction. Once it's signed, it's sent back uh, to the Elrond wallet. So as you can see, even if you have a malware in this case, no one is able to get your private keys or sign the transaction for you uh, remotely because they don't have the real device, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's really really. Um... Correct. That's the point. Yeah. So basically, what our uh, uh, um, the guys from community need to need to understand is that all the magic for the ledger it's happening only inside of the secure element. Your private keys are never never exposed. What that you are trying to do? Uh, if you are going more and more uh, trying to deep dive in terms of security and you are trying to tempering this device with, let's say, very expensive equipment and uh, with uh, in a special, uh, let's say, laboratory, uh, you can some you can trying to make some reverse engineering and trying to see uh, the voltage around the secure element. But for that, you need to have really expensive uh, uh, secure uh, uh, reverse engineering equipment, uh, which is not, let's say, uh, very cheap. And uh, secondly, will not be will not be let's say a cold wallet in that moment. Somebody will try to reverse engineer, will try to to open the device, will try to connect uh, all the voltage all, all the voltage pins to, to some special equipment. So for the for the normal case for the normal users, you are 100% safe using a ledger. It's it's no problem really. Interesting question, and I would like to know your opinion on that. Uh, what's your uh, opinion about password managers in browsers. Do you think they are safe to store your uh, My opinion, no. Uh, my personal opinion, no. Uh, there are some, let's say, very popular uh, from different companies I don't want to mention here. Uh, but uh, yeah, 
I I'm not using any kind of uh, this password keeper keeper manager or something like that. What would be the the security uh, brush there? Like what could yeah, you, go wrong? You 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 never know what what is behind. Uh, my my logic is if I don't know the the magic behind a security feature, I'm not using it. I'm trying to understand uh, before uh, to be 100% sure what, what's happening there. Uh, yeah, you, you never know what, 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 what can be happening. Uh, maybe, I don't know, security leak, uh, cloud problem. I don't know. It can be a lot of problems there. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, hi, uh, a couple of months ago, Chrome announced that uh, they had some problems with keeping the, the private password safe into the Chrome side. Uh, and it was a serious uh, security breach. So yeah, personally, I don't recommend to to use uh, a security password manager. Uh, but no, everybody it's uh, it's free to to choose whatever they want. But uh, personally, I don't I don't recommend this kind of. Uh, yeah, my recommendation is the same. Managers. If it's somewhere stored in the cloud, even if it's in, I don't know with Google, you don't know what they are doing there. So. I use it for some passwords and they have a real real interesting uh, function which is kind of like scanning your passwords for data leaks, leaks from other uh, you know other hackers database full of passwords so if they are searching for your password in other database they are exposing your hash of the password right so if that's yeah. if that's going out of the internet or go, uh, out of the Google hands, someone could get the hashes of the password from Google and try to decode or compare with extant hashes. So that's going to, you know, uh, crack your password later on. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I yeah. don't like it. We also have a questions. Uh, how do we store our passwords? Um, uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> yeah, I, I can say about, uh, about my personal example. Um, Usually, I have a local document, a text one, which is encrypted, and there I put all, all my passwords. And so my hardware is my local uh, HDD, my local hard drive is encrypted. Yeah, uh, also another question is, is there any hardware wallet which is working with a mobile, like to connect your ledger, for example, with a mobile phone? I believe that... Ledger is working with Android. Like I tested it. And yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think only cable. with uh, micro USB cable, not uh, directly via Bluetooth. Uh, I think uh, the next generation will support uh, SOL Ultron to connect via Bluetooth. But yeah. right now, yes, it's possible to connect Ledger uh, using uh, a USB browser. Sorry, a USB cable and uh, your Android phone. Yeah, that's uh, very interesting. So. Let's touch. Let's start touching on IoT and blockchain. How do you see mm -hmm. this IoT industry? What's missing from from IoT right now? We know that IoT is very secure at the processor level, right? As a ledger, yeah, it's very yeah. secure. But how they send the data between devices? Do you think that's secure? Do you think they can improve that and scale that? Yeah, that that's a great question. Hi. So uh, maybe it's okay to have a small introduction about IoT. What is IoT? So IoT is basically is referring to Internet of Things, uh, a lot of systems uh, which are uh, uh, interconnected uh, and able to transfer data and to communicate with each other over networking. This is, let's say, uh, the simple definition and all these without human intervention. 
the personal uh, or businesses, let's say, related here are endless. We can handle a lot of devices, uh, starting with, uh, let's say, smart homes, uh, smart devices, and everything, uh, let's say, ubiquitous computing around us. And finishing with uh, automotive, uh, connected cars, connected uh, objects around the cars, and finishing with different robots and uh, industrial things. Um, as you mentioned, uh, very good, very good um, mention from 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 Samihai. Everything we have right now around security for specifically for IoT is very well secured on the edge side. The edge side means every chip, every device, every end device is pretty well connected and pretty well secured. We have different coprocessors as we have secure element for the ledger. We have different uh, mechanisms to protect the end node. Uh, and this is basically, if you want, the micro services or the micro security services level at the edge level. But what's missing right now in this big picture is the, the macro security level. So uh, when we discuss about interconnection processing uh, level and all this kind of uh, security stack, which is interconnecting uh, all these devices, uh, it's a bit uh, breakable more or less, more, I think, in, in, in this context. So uh, this interoperability uh, from security point of view, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, breakable, in my opinion. How For you, sure. How do you see blockchain helping them with that? Uh... Yeah, uh, blockchain for sure can, can accelerate and can improve a, uh, a lot the security around IoT because first of all uh, is decentralized, right? And uh, secondly, it's a problem of uh, of resources in trying to 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 break all this kind of uh, security layer. Uh, you, you know, guys, we have a lot of uh, devices interconnected to form all this IoT. We have millions of millions of devices, and these are growing exponentially in the next 20 years. Uh, so, you know, blockchain is basically is applicable, is supplying here the Byzantine problem, right? In order to trying to break the entire system, you need more than two, uh, you need to, to have more than half of the systems corrupted by, by you in order to try to, to, to break something. So, uh, for sure, it, it's impossible to accumulate more than half in order to, to destroy the system. So for sure, this will be uh, very, very secure uh, when you discuss about interoperability and uh, communication interprocesses. Let's try to give some real examples how we think, because we talk about this a lot uh, in past, and uh, how we see from our perspective blockchain helping uh, the IoT industry, also the cars uh, industry. For example, when Tesla will send an update to all cars in the same time, how they are preventing uh, the fake chips or uh, probably fake cars uh, trying to be like a Tesla connected to the Tesla server. There is no yeah. sign mechanism, right? You said something about how they know that the CPU of the Tesla is the real one. Sure, they are saving that ID somewhere, but someone could clone that as well, right? There should be yeah. a signing mechanism as a ledger inside of the car, right? Correct, correct, correct. Very good approach. 
Indeed. Uh, from what we studied around secure over there update, uh, this is basically the most used mechanism in order to, to update your software car. Um, for sure, that, that package is signed and encrypted uh, by the provider, uh, in this case by Tesla. Uh, that the tricky point is uh, that initial handshake between the server and the client. For sure, we can send an encrypted and signed package to the car, but the question is how we can know that uh, that car is not a hacked one and the chip from that car is not a clone one or maybe it's a legitimate or not uh, uh, or trustable by the provider. So this question is very, very important uh, because that uh, that uh, update is pretty critical and can contain some critical and very sensitive data and it's not okay to be in the hands of a hacker, right? Uh, because okay, even if it's encrypted, you can try to reverse engineering, try to break it, and uh, after just a matter of time, after you get the sensitive data. So indeed, using using blockchain here, you can have uh, what we are calling a manufacturing protection mechanism, and you can know for sure that chip inside of the car is legitimate, is trustable, and you know you can know it, and you can find out also using some special security features like fuses and so on, you can know uh, the provider of the chip uh, is trustable and if you have a partnership with, with that uh, manufacturer car and so on. So yeah, uh, this is a great example how blockchain can be used for secure over their updates and how can improve uh, this uh, secure handshake and secure uh, flow. Yeah, also, I think they can use that secure element in other ways. Like, let's say that car is a big ledger, right? With a secret key and a public key and so on. So uh, let's give a real example based on uh, uh, a service story. You know that when you go to a service, uh, the guy from the service is telling you that, hey, your car had more kilometers on board, right? But someone uh, changed the kilometers from a thousand to 100. Uh, they are not storing this information in blockchain. If they will store this in blockchain, like a black box in a, in a plane, right? Uh, yeah. If they store that, everyone will be able to see that that car had this many kilometers at this date. So no one can change that in a lower uh, amount of kilometers. So this is one I can see. And the yeah. second one is for um, smart cars like Tesla. When recently they had a fire incident somewhere in California, right? And they had a debate uh, about was that car driving with uh, AI or the car was uh, in hand of the, the customer. So they couldn't prove that. But I guess with a blockchain uh, system as Elrond, they could send information every 10 seconds or a minute, let's say, outside of the car to the blockchain, and that will be intercepted in six seconds, the latency of Elrond, uh, back to the servers of uh, Tesla, right? So they could right. show instantly after the accident the entire report of that car, like what was happening in that time range, right? Perfect, and, yeah. And this could be applied as well to planes, because you know the story when they are trying to recover the black box, they are looking for it. I don't know if it's still uh, uh, this process, but I know that there is still a black box in the in the plane, and 
they need to recover that to see what the the pilot did in the past uh, fly. So if they will be able to send the information to the blockchain directly, will be again immutable and instantly accessible to everyone to check the fly. So why they are not doing this yet? We don't know. Probably because they uh, they haven't met uh, Benjamin and Elrond to, <laughs> to to see the project and scalability and the speed. Uh, yeah, to be honest, Mihai, I think it's just a matter of time, uh, and they they will, will make the changes at a specific time in the future. Uh, we need to just need to wait and to convince them step by step. Uh, you, you know, there are a lot of providers, a lot of solutions uh, in this space of IoT. A lot of providers are trying to conquer the world and to to impose their protocols, their their rules, in order to achieve more market share and so on. Uh, the key is the adoption and to have a let's say a, a common protocol, a common background. Um, yeah, very good examples, Mihai, uh, from automotive world, and uh, yeah, using blockchain in this kind of uh, examples for sure. You don't have uh, a corrupted history, and everything is more uh, it's more okay from from this perspective. Someone is asking a very techy question about. Uh the runtime of uh, Elrond block and if we can scale this down to be almost in real time for, for example, a communication between Tesla cars in real time. Do you think, I, I guess we could, but this will decrease the Elrond security and we want that. I don't believe yeah. that Elrond is trying to fix the real time communication for blockchain. I think it's already very fast with six seconds, the the sweet point of the security, right? Um, yeah. But why they should communicate via blockchain in real time when they could just validate everything after in six seconds. Like they could send in real time everything to a database and after that push every minute or something like that to Elrond uh, or other blockchains, something like that. Is that making sense? Do you think Elrond will try to solve the real time problem as well? Like going for for sure. No, for sure, for sure not. And we don't need to be crazy. Uh, we need to think. Okay, we have we have security, we have uh, IoT, and we have blockchain. We need to think specifically what what specific use cases we can use for um, for blockchain. It's like asking, hey, why you don't use TCP instead of uh, UDP, right? TCP is a, a very reliable protocol. You cannot use for all the use cases. That's why for a fast communication, you're using UDP, right? You can lose some frames and so on. We cannot uh, use uh, blockchain for uh, all the all the use cases in in, in the high tech. So for sure, this is not a good use case, and we should keep uh, let's say this uh, mix of blockchain uh, and IoT only for uh, let's say security, supply chain, and logistics problems. From think, from my perspective, do you think in future? I don't know, few years, two years, let's say. A uh, second layer for Elrond will be live with super speed, considering that we already have six seconds. Uh, I don't know. Someone will build something on top of Elrond to use this security element and uh, latency and drop the latency to less than a second, for example, as other competitors of layer one are trying to marketing. So something like Matic for Ethereum, but at real scale on Elrond. So at that point, they could use ma- uh, the, this version of Elrond Layer 2 to do everything in real time. But in the end of the day, 
that layer two will uh, send everything to the layer one, which is blockchain, right? Uh, which is Elrond. So that could work as a solution for this. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good approach. But that it can be can, can be happening. And this will require time. Uh, there are different partnerships. Uh, also, our CTO groups um, uh, in Belgium are studying different, uh, let's say, security mechanisms from the blockchain side. Uh, we are we are discussing also here uh, about Eldron as well, and uh, we studied a lot uh, the deep dive protocol of the Eldron side. And I think, uh, as I told you, it's just a matter of time. But we need to have enough time for everything to be settled down. It's uh, it's a lot of politics, a lot of money involved in all these uh, in all these uh, solutions, and uh, yeah, we need to to take uh, the time and uh, to have all these discussions. We cannot change the world in uh, one day or one year, but uh, yeah, less than a year. Mm. Let's say less than a year. The main it was uh, <laughs> is not if, yet, if, uh, a year. If 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 every company, let's say, are uh, will be capable to execute as Elrond style. <laughs> The things would be would be a bit different, uh, but uh, yeah, right now you know, uh, big companies are big dinosaurs, so uh, they need a uh, lot of a lot of resources, a lot of time to to execute. Yeah, someone is asking uh, something about cars that uh, the car parts could also be stored in blockchain, so you don't have like fake uh, I don't know a door, a fake door, or after an accident you have uh, fake uh, elements, you know like yeah. building the entire sure. car in a smart contract and store all components in that smart contract uh, that sounds like a future plan but uh, i i can see this in the retail as well like uh, uh, delivery on blockchain uh, and everything to be transparent there are some companies i'm not going going to give names which they are still uh, asking for privacy and we have some partners uh, building this layer of privacy so people should understand that big businesses they still need a bit of privacy on top why i'm saying that is because competition on the market like a company will create a store they shouldn't be transparent about what's the volume of their store right because that will influence the the stock market so they need that layer of uh, security and privacy where people could send the transaction to buy the items, but the the customers or the competition will never know that behind that smart contract is company X or something. So mm-hmm. I feel like yep. when Elrond will have that live, the privacy layer uh, built by, I think it's Dusk, if I'm not wrong, and Hopper, and I think it's one more, that will be amazing. I think at that point we can do a really good marketing uh, to other corporation about hey you can implement this you will have the speed that's what they are looking for high speed uh, low cost and uh, yeah and privacy we also have a, uh, another question i am reading right now is it also possible to store binary data like images on Elrond? and if not what would be a good solution to not have an image server as a single point of failure uh yeah, that's a good question. Hi, but you, you know could. the blow. You could, but it depends by the the size. Um, the size of the yeah, the size of the files. Blockchain was not designed initially for big uh, big files. Was not designed as a cloud, let's say, storage service. More like for security stuff. Uh, yeah, usually I, I have different different customers or stuff uh, asking similar questions to me. 
Usually here I recommend just to keep, let's say, the hash, the hashes of the files into the blockchain, just to keep tracking of the hashes to see if something was corrupted or not in your local storage. Uh, but for big files, it's possible if you have really, let's say, uh, uh, good resources on your end nodes uh, from the blockchain. Yeah, I feel that in future we see some, uh, for example, there is another partner I think is called Blazer or Bluzer, not sure, which is building on Elrond. A long time ago, I saw that news. They are doing like a database design concept on top of blockchains. Not sure how you'll be able to store there. It's kind of like Filecoin. Not sure how is that working, but this will be on top of Elrond. Uh, so that will be interesting. So you'll have database tables, and uh, I guess that's a good start for DApps, like to don't use uh, Oracle database or I don't know yeah. Amazon database. Not sure if I'm allowed to say that, but yeah. You could use really a blockchain native database, and that will be a game changer, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, I think this question of the image is referring to probably NFTs, uh, which I get the point of having the the NFT like really really native because right now the NFT can be just copied from that link, and uh, that's all. Like they can copy the image. Uh, yeah, I think I understand his point of view. Uh, let's see other questions from the chat. Uh, I saw that Visa have 1,700 transactions per second with 3.3 billion users. Is it a fair comparison? And if not, why is this different? Uh, I am not sure about what comparison are you referring to. But uh, if if you are asking if Elrond could handle that, the answer is uh, yes, uh, even 10 times more. Uh, yep. But uh, I believe that Visa is very expensive to process all the data and is not in real time. So I can give you an example with Revolut again. When you do a top-up on Revolut from a, your bank, your money are visible in Revolut but Revolut is not receiving that money from my initial bank in less than three days, right? So they are just trusting each other that, hey, I will send you this money uh, soon or later, right? Just add, uh, just change the amount in my Revolut account to be ready to spend some money. And you can see the effect of this on the exchanges or Robinhood in America. You know when it was the meme uh, meme crazy uh, week when people just deposit and withdraw money, uh, the, the exchanges and the Robinhood platform had to stop everything because they ran out of real money. Like the money were not that fast to arrive in their account in order to pay people back. So it was uh, very, very crazy. Uh, yeah. Let me see if we have other questions. Uh, oh, we have a we have an explanation from Kevin about the 3.3 billion users needed. Uh, if you are asking if we need that many users to do 
the the number of transactions? Probably not. I mean, on Visa, you cannot build softwares, right? That's specifically just for transactions from uh, a right. shop to another shop. Um, so probably and on Eldrond, you can do that with just 1 million users, active users and few important uh, services running on the blockchain. So you don't you shouldn't put in comparison the number of users with the number of transactions like yeah shouldn't work like that really yeah uh, good questions guys um we have something from the... petrica about uh, explaining Meyer uh being the next safe thing after ledger even if it's a, a software wallet on the mobile do you think Meyer is secure Extremely secure, extremely secure, extremely secure. And uh, from my perspective, uh, right now with this uh, extremely cool feature with the Wallet Connect, I think we can uh, we can uh, remove Ledger from our life if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty secure. Uh, and maybe uh, if we want to couple on the long term this one with uh, secure element from the Samsung mobile phones, will be even more secure. Uh, everything and uh, every time if you can couple a small security software piece with uh, a harder security a device uh, you have the perfect mix so yeah right now uh, Maya is, is pretty cool uh, and I really love that uh, connect wallet feature if it will be possible and I already discussed with the team if it will be possible uh, in the next in the next versions to have even more private keys uh, ready to be saved in into the mire will be even uh, cooler. Uh, I mean, when you try to to scan a QR code, okay, uh, to be to be asking you, okay, for what private key from the mire I want to open a new channel uh, securely, and in this way, basically, it will be exactly as the ledger. You can save different private keys into the mire. Right now, it's possible for only one wallet. There is also something... uh, I think we lost Marius. I'm not sure. Uh, His Discord is not uh, running. Um, Oh, Marius, are you back? I think you are. Yeah, I'm Uh, back. Yeah, you you had a crash. Uh, Yeah, do you know the Samsung uh, partnership with uh, Elrond? I am just talking yeah. loud. It's not going to happen. There is no announcement. But I believe that after they implement in uh, Samsung devices the secure element uh, using Nox, you know, they already have Nox. And they yeah, yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are like a ledger, but on your phone. I believe that exactly. Meyer will be able more secure to element. store, Meyer will be able to communicate somehow with that secure element from ledger. And at that point, uh, will be even more secure than is now, right? Yeah, yeah. Knox is basically, if you want, a secure element, a trust, a trust OS. Uh, there are different in this space of IoT. Knox is basically a very secure uh, software, uh, software uh, links operating systems, which is running directly on the secure element of the Samsung. For sure, we can have here, here different applications, or we can uh, couple the secure storage of the Meyer directly to the secure storage of the Samsung. We it's have a really question no from uh, Istari. 
Uh, a very interesting question. Is it possible to implement blockchain technology on existing existing chipsets that are used in IoT or cars? If, ye- if yes, how? Uh, This is a very, very good question. Uh, do you think it's and, just a software update or something like that, firewall? I don't um, Yeah, in, in this moment, uh, we study a lot uh, this blockchain phenomenon and we study a lot different different blockchain protocols. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, Mihai, uh, there are very, very less which are basically uh, correctly implemented from both security and safety uh, perspective. Uh, this is one. Second, uh, it's a problem of size. You know, in embedded and these kind of IoT devices, the the flash size are very important. So we should have, if you want, uh, all the blockchain for a specific uh, algorithm only in C or something very, uh, very uh, flexible after you build that program to have a very uh, small footprint of it. Uh, so this is this is second. But what is the most important uh, is the scalability of that blockchain. So if you are trying to use right now uh, the blockchain of the Ethereum of the or of the Bitcoin or other blockchains for sure these are not uh, scalable enough for uh, for all these iot devices uh, we are discussing right now in this context about millions of devices that will need to operate together in the same time so we need to support millions of uh, transactions per second so a huge tps and uh, right now there are uh, very very less as blockchains and protocols capable for that uh, that stream. Uh, Eldron is capable to scale using, from my uh, calculations, like 400 uh, shards will be capable to, to scale to millions of uh, TPS. And it's very cool. With some changes to, to have a smaller footprint, will be capable to incorporate uh, this technology in, in, the current, in the current chips should be should be real no problem uh, what is also very interesting with Eldron is not uh, even capable to scale but he can scale uh, linearly and this is very fascinating what is about scaling linearly or uh, having a very uh, small latency it's uh, basically the capacity of the systems to take uh, different actions when the system is changing and this is very important For example, right now, if you want, if you if if you have only one million transactions, and uh, I don't know, after one minute you have uh, 10 million uh, transactions, if you can open a lot of shards in order to accommodate all these new transactions in a very quick manner, this is about uh, a low latency and uh, um, very good uh, linear scalability. We have a question for you from uh, Eddie from Valid Blocks. What's the mm-hmm. coolest IoT implementation on blockchain? What do you think will be the or... coolest IoT implementation on blockchain? From my perspective, uh, are two right now. The first one is the one we discussed already, the secure overday updates. In order to be sure that every secure package is encrypted correctly for a specific chip and the chip is a legitimate chip not a clone one so this will be one so uh, will you, this one will improve a lot the handshake between the client and the server and will be very trustable 
Uh, and the second one, I think, is the what we are calling secure uh, and smart driving. Uh, you know, a lot of cars will be uh, self-driving, and uh, they will need to to take actions and to 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 route the best route for you and so on. Uh, for sure, these uh, decisions need to be implemented using blockchain in order to take the best one and the most trustable one, and to not have, uh, let's say, uh, bad actors in these systems trying to to hack the traffic or to to hack the cars and so on. So, in my opinion, this this to the secure of their update and the secure traffic will be the most important. Yeah. Also, there are unlimited uh, like IoT inventions can build. They just need uh, to accept the blockchain that is here to stay, and uh, they need to start to build on on this technology uh, as quick as they can. Uh, another question. Uh, not- yeah. Sorry, uh, not just a small idea here. Another cool feature will be imagine what will be uh, possible to pay, let's say any any car fees automatically, let's say for the highway or something, to not stop the car, just paying automatically. The car will take action for you to pay with crypto, uh, and that's it, transparent for you. You just have in Maya, uh, an, uh, a push notification. Okay, I paid for you this uh, this highway pass. Imagine registering your car in Meyer as a. Actually, you could do that because Elrond is supporting the storage at the account level. You know, you could register the registration number. I don't know everything you want in that. So, yeah, yeah even uh, uh, digital identity. Should we touch a bit and, on this? And you put a QR code on the car, and that's it. Will be scanned. And should we touch? Should we touch? the digital identity and how the security uh, by default offered by blockchain will uh, handle this like passport uh, country ids all this stuff which are very old school right now like they give you a plastic you know so there is a funny story in my city in romania uh, they ran out of plastic so they weren't able to print the id uh, like new ids for like three months imagine that because they were waiting for plastic cards. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so how do you think this will uh, work in the g- digital identity? Uh, for sure, it will work a lot. And um, yeah, we have enough space to, to improve here. Uh, blockchain is a disruptive technology and for sure uh, is enough space to, to improve this, this, uh, these things. Uh, yeah, it's just a matter of time and uh, for sure be adopted. We also it's need scalability for this because you know how many people are traveling daily. Like I think millions are moving around the world uh, in airports per day or even faster than per day. So if they will scan the ID in the same time, they will do a transaction to the blockchain. So they need to uh, to scale this. Uh, as well uh, for this scalability, they, I think they need privacy for this identity, digital identity, because not everyone should access your data i don't know you know you should be privacy about your age about your address and all this so i mean this will be a mix between decentralized and centralized exchange not exchanges uh, like corporation or governments like the governments will control the data but you signed when to unlock the data for them to see you you know uh, like sh- this one shouldn't be public on the blockchain directly. 
should have some layers of privacy, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I am totally agree with that. Some... The ownership of the data should be should be private. Uh, another question: Why is all data stored in hexadecimal on the blockchain? Hmm, interesting. Uh, I don't really know for this. I mean, you could store in any uh, type, but I believe it's easy to understand it at the smart contract level in hex. Uh, you know, technically speaking, everything is binary based. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hexadecimal is just uh, a matter how we decided to to show those data. Uh, yeah. yeah, we can have. Uh, yeah, we we can improve this, and uh, I think the the question is more related to to explorer uh, um, showing the data. We can improve this one and uh, having let's say decoded by default in ASCII or something. Uh, yeah, it's let's say the most the more uh, popular bureau information uh, we are speaking right now. On we, the could, side. we could handle this at the UI layer and uh, leave the blockchain alone, uh, storing uh, in hex. You know, like uh, we are already doing this in, I think, in Meyer, uh, uh with the, you know, the data of the transaction. Sometimes it's translated from uh, hex, and it's saying, "Hey, you actually withdraw this money from this uh, staking uh, provider." Uh, Correct. Yeah, so I think this can be handled very easily. Uh, Something else. Let me read through the chat. Is there any book for Elrond that exists for BTC or Ethereum like Mastering Bitcoin to better understand Elrond on a technical level? Um, well, considering that Elrond is less than a year old, uh, everything is moving very fast, like many updates. The framework is uh, updating every week or even faster our team is very fast at building code uh, so no one will have time right now to to write a book about uh, Elrond because if they start to write the book now with what's today when this guy will finish the book what was today is not uh, probably is not going to be the same so the book will be wrong so I believe <laughs> in a few years when everything will be stable and the protocol will require less uh, in, not interaction uh, not that many uh, updates, updates and very, let's say, break changes updates, like something mm -hmm. which is not uh, uh, like before. At that point, someone yeah. could start to write a book. And I believe the best person to write a book will be someone from Elrond team, which really understand the, everything on all layers, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, the guy who asked it about the hexadecimal is asking, uh, it's saying that yes, on the Explorer, but also if I want to create an NFT, I have to convert everything to hexa and other uh, erupt commands. Uh, and, this is just a matter yeah. of time. Everything yeah. will be updated. Um, you will get used to we, that, probably. Yeah. Yes, and we feel, we have also a very nice GUI uh, and UI on the on that side directly from the wallet. As we have right now for creating a, a new token, is it a token on the testnet wallet, for example? Yeah. So everything will be will be more user friendly from UI's perspective as on the on uh, on the mainnet. Even from CDK, probably you will see in the future updates that uh, will be sure, some sure. some builders methods like give me a name, give me a URL, and I will convert everything to 
uh, hexa for you and don't worry about uh, all this. But as we yeah. said, everything is in progress. Updates are there every week, even daily almost. Uh, so yeah, just wait a bit. Uh, I don't think we have any more questions. Um, so let's wait probably two minutes, see if uh, some people are asking something new. Okay, I will double check also my, my groups and my uh, telegrams. So, uh, something from Vlad G. Elrond is the perfect match even to the Amazon Go shops, guys. Uh, yeah, I I can agree with you. Uh, Elrond, it's a perfect match and uh, yeah. Who knows? One day, maybe one day we'll be there. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we discussed pretty pretty a lot about uh, IoT security and all this uh, blockchain. Yeah, what is really nice uh, about about Elrond? Uh, it's really capable right now to to push the adoption also to the to the IoT space because it's really really uh, scalable uh, in a linear way, and this is critical. This is very very important. Without linear scalability, you cannot have any kind of adoption to the blockchain side. Also, very small fees, uh, and this also is a very important topic. Uh, we cannot have huge fees when you when we are discussing about millions of, of TPS. And also, uh, a very important topic is composability of uh, of the smart contracts. It's uh, let's say a very uh, more deep dive technical information, but composability between shards also is very very important to keep uh, let's say the the information reliable and trustable uh, when you are discussing about uh, parallelism between between different different shards and we are discussing about transaction from a shard to another when we have smart contracts in different different locations so this one also is, is very important all these three uh, characteristics are very important uh, in order to have a blockchain adopted to the to the iot mass mass market Cool, Marius. I think we are done. I don't see new questions. Uh, mm -hmm. Everyone seems happy. Hopefully, uh, we shared a lot of knowledge with our community. Uh, I really enjoyed this chat with you. Uh, even we talk uh, pretty, pretty often about these subjects between us, but uh, happy to share everything. Uh, I see that you, Mihai, Benny, Lucci are wearing that black ring. It's a payment device. Are we more deep into? <laughs> no, guys, that's not a payment device. It could be. You could uh, do a feedback for the company, but it's just a healthy tracker. But I like your observation uh, skill. Uh, yeah. Also, I want to thank you, Mihai, for this opportunity, and I want to thank you to the Elron team uh, officially. This, these guys are amazing, and they 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 help us a lot. I want to say a big thank you to our validator groups and to those taking provider groups and group members. Uh, big, big, great uh, to be to be together in this story. And also, I want to say a big uh, thank you and best regards to my community, to the just taking uh, community members, and to to my team, of course. Uh, I want to salute here Patrick, Costi, uh, Tortuga, uh, Andre, Eddie, all the guys there. Uh, you guys are rocking, and uh, thank you for the support. Cool, guys. Thank you for attending to our uh, Elrond Talks episode 5 and be ready for the episode 6 uh, next week. 
we don't really know yet who will be uh, streaming that one, but for sure we will distribute uh, the news everywhere uh, across all providers and uh, everyone will uh, uh, know the topic with some days before. Um, mm -hmm. Bye, guys. Have a great night and see you soon.